Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The fact that the Dallas Mavericks uh, have struggled uh, at the level that they've struggled. This one felt like one that was right there. Uh, a couple of uh, rebounds here or there that Dallas got on the offensive glass. Uh, a couple of fouls. I know Luka Doncic got a couple of those lean-in three-pointers that, that probably shouldn't be fouls. I know Steve Kerr had some, some strong post-game conversations comments about that. Uh, also strong post-game comments about the level that Stephen Curry is playing at right now. Uh, and uh, he also weighed in on uh, just kind of the gut punch that it can be when Steph plays at the level that he did and the Warriors still uh, come up short. So we'll hear from Steve Kerr coming up here. 888-957-9570. Uh, let's get to Tenderloin Dad here, uh, opening things up, tipping it off on Warriors wrap-up tonight on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Tenderloin? Hey, J.D., how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. How you feeling? Uh, hey, you know, I'm feeling a little disappointed after, the, uh, after that loss. I can't help to think uh, about uh, Steph Curry's first big game, that 54 in Madison Square Garden. I think that was also a really close loss, and that was a win they should have had. Uh, much like tonight, you know, I feel like, you know, some Warriors stepped up. Kent Bazemore scored, like, what, 20 points off the bench tonight? That was very impressive. But uh, I think for this kind of loss, it is, you're right. It feels a little worse than the Boston game just because it's such a phenomenal game by Curry. And I just want to touch upon something. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Kelly Oubre had more shot attempts than Andrew Wiggins tonight. And uh, just to touch on Oubre, I wanted to see him stop taking so many shots, get the ball moving. Wiggins is doing the same thing. He's focused on making that ball move on the offense. And uh, I think uh, – you know, I think that's uh, something the Warriors need to work on. But uh, we'll see if they can get right in San Antonio, and uh, have a good night. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate the call. A couple of things there uh, as far as, uh, first, Stephen Curry's highest-scoring games. You look at the 57. This is the most he scored in a loss uh, in his career. The, the, the next highest-scoring game, the 62 career high back on January the 3rd, against Portland. The Warriors obviously won that game over the Blazers. The 57 tonight, the second highest scoring game of Stephen Curry's career. 54 at the Knicks at Madison Square Garden in 2013. That was the other one that that Tenderloin Dad was talking about when you look at Steph. Uh, The Warriors did lose that game as Steph went to 54, uh, went for 54. The the, uh, seven and a half year, almost eight year standing career high for him until he broke it back on January the 3rd. Uh, He had 53 at New Orleans, and now you start to go all the way down the list of his highest-scoring games, 
and he was able to – the Warriors won a lot of these games, 53 uh, in New Orleans uh, in 2015. He had 51 uh, against the Wizards in, in 2018. The Warriors got a win. He had 51 uh, at Washington in 2016. 51 in Orlando in 2016. Uh, 51 in Dallas – uh, in 2015 in a game that the Warriors won. So you start looking at all these different times that, that Steph Curry uh, ha- had scored that many in a ball game, and more often than not, uh, the Warriors, it, it's added up to a victory, uh, but not, uh, unfortunately, for Golden State uh, in the ball game tonight. Uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic had this nugget on that note uh, during the game. The Warriors had been 14-0 and since 2015 when Curry went for 45 or more uh, and it wound up being 14-1 and one tonight. So tonight, the first time going back the last six years when Curry goes for 45 or more that the Warriors lost the game. So I do think it is uh, a little bit of a gut punch uh, when you can't get it done. As far as Oubre goes, uh, the problem for me tonight with Kelly Oubre was all the freaking layups that he missed. And, and this continues to be a problem uh, for the Warriors. I mean, he just it, – it's clanking – it's clanking layups. I mean, I, I, I look, there's going to be nights where the three-point shot is on. There's going to be nights where the three-point shot isn't on. Tonight it wasn't on, but it was. he was still two of six from three. He just missed layup after layup. He goes in there flailing like he's expecting to, to, to get maybe a bailout call or like he doesn't totally know what he wants to do, like he's going to dunk it and then can't dunk it, and then he gets caught in between. If he could just get a little bit more under control with some of the layups – uh, and just make the simple pass uh, on a couple of the jumpers here and there. I think everything will flow uh, much the way that it was able to flow uh, in the ball game uh, on Thursday night. And and you know he gets in a rhythm, the team gets in a rhythm, and and some of those shots become better shots, and he'd knock them down uh, more consistently. Let's get to Jules uh, up next here on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven the game. Hey Jules. Hey, what up, JD? What's up, man? Hey, man, it's nice to hear from you. Uh, my take is, like, you know, um, I love the Warriors and everything, but sometimes I feel like that Steve Kerr's game plan is too smart for a lot of these players nowadays. Um, it's not to put down any of the players that we acquired or anything, but I feel like he needs to simplify the plan sometimes. And, you know, that's, like, no offense to the new players that we acquired once again, but I feel like, you know, like these high two players like Draymond and Seth, you know, like, we got so used to playing with these high IQ players like KD and Clay and Nick Vidala and Sean Livingston, but we don't adjust the game plan, and that's how I feel about it, man. And, you know, like, I know that you always stand up for Ube and for all these other players that we just acquired, and I agree with that. They're trying their hardest, but sometimes, you know, you need to take a step back and simplify everything, and that's how I feel, J.D. So I'm going to take your answer off there, man. Thank you for everything you do. I appreciate you, and I listen to you guys all the time. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks, Jules. I, I think I think it's a fair criticism, and I, I think it's a more fair criticism when this team is closer to full strength. Obviously, I'm throwing Clay Thompson out of the equation when I say that, but tonight for me, hey, you got nine guys, and so you know all nine are going to play, and you know what the system and the game plan is going to be. So I think it is a fair criticism, Jules, and I think it's something we're going to have to dig deeper into once 
the Warriors get closer to the halfway point and once they get their full stable of big men, you know, back into the fray. You know, when is the right times to let Steph Curry cook? When is the right time to maybe play more small ball or not play a center? I think all of those things are fair. I'm not sure tonight's the night when Curry goes off. I mean, what, what do we get a lot from Steve you know, from the Warrior fans about Steve Kerr when the Warriors struggle? We get a lot of, hey, they gotta they gotta let Curry cook. Well, they let Curry cook tonight, and I actually thought you know, toward the end of the third quarter, uh, the Warriors were almost starting to force it to Curry a little bit because he was getting so hot. It was like, what's he going to do? You know, you want to you want to keep him you want to keep him rolling. And and I thought it maybe took the Warriors out of rhythm a little bit at a point where they could have taken control of the game. But when he's that hot, you want to get the ball to Steph Curry, obviously, and, and try to let him continue to go off. So there's a fine line there. Uh, but I, I think it's absolutely fair to bring that up more so though when the Warriors. Uh, are playing closer to full strength. 888-957-9570. We'll pause briefly. uh, Line them up. uh, We'll take your calls on this one until about 9.30. Uh, We're going to hear from Steve Kerr, Kent Bazemore, and, of course, the man himself, Stephen Curry, uh, as the Warriors lose tonight to Dallas, 134-132. You heard it right here on 95.7. Curry crowded by Richardson. Stops, stumbles, shoots a three anyway, and it's good! He hit it! He almost fell down on his face, and he knocked it down. He's got a 30-point half. How did he do that? Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up with John Dickinson and Ryan Covey on 95.7 The Game. Just a spectacular night for Stephen Curry. Tim Roy on the call there. 30-point first half en route to a 57-point game tonight for Stephen Curry. Warriors, though, lose to the Mavs 134-132. to We welcome you back inside. Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. 888-957-9570. That's the phone number. If you want to chime in here, we'll keep it rolling to about 9.30 uh, tonight on 95-7 the game as the Warriors now dip to 12-11. and That was my personal favorite uh Steph Curry three of the night. I know he had the one where he pulled up just inside a midcourt, but he he damn near crossed himself over, uh, cooked Josh Richardson, and damn near fell down because he crossed himself over, and then and then buried the three. I, I mean, to, to to cap the thirty point half. I mean, just absolutely unreal the level that Stephen Curry is is playing on right now and unfortunate from the Warriors team perspective that I, I hate using the term waste like I, I hate using the term waste when you when you play a close game like that and I think a lot of Warriors tonight actually played pretty pretty well and the competitive spirit was there even for even though maybe some of the numbers weren't uh, statistically uh, but I, I, I don't like using the, the term waste, but this one tonight, when you consider the opponent and when you consider the fact that, uh, that, that Dallas has really been struggling, six straight games lost at home, uh, the, the terrible defense that the Mavericks have been playing, this one to me hits a little bit different than, say, a home loss to Boston where it's a tight game down the stretch and you lose on a night where Curry has 38 or a game where you have a lead against – Indiana and the game gets tight and you lose that game in the final three minutes or even a game where you just flat out don't play well uh, against the Knicks in your other loss against a sub 500 opponent uh, in the early going of the season. Uh, This one hits different. This was one that felt to me like it was right there to be had uh, for the Warriors and they just weren't able to get it done. I think the 18 to two start 
to the game in Dallas's favor was a key component of that. I think uh, while the Warriors shot 53.5% overall and, and just under 45% from three, uh, it, it was Curry and it was Wiggins and it was Bazemore. Uh, but beyond that, uh, it, it was a, it was there wasn't a, a lot of, of heavy uh, contributions in, in terms of of real strong shooting uh, in the ball game tonight. Michael Mulder was a three for five, and Kelly Oubre Jr. Uh, from forty point game where where he's the hero to a fourteen point game where he's five of sixteen. And yeah, Stephen Curry on a night he scores fifty seven is going to get the bulk of the shots as you would expect thirty one. But number two in terms of overall shots was Kelly Oubre tonight. And, you know, he's missing threes, two of six, but all of the damn layups. That that continues to maybe be uh, the, the most frustrating aspect of, of Kelly Oubre's game, uh, the fact that he just goes flailing into the paint really with no no uh, set plan almost. And I think he, he thinks he's going to be aggressive and the defense collapses and and he just he either misses it or he thinks he's going to dunk it and can't or decides he wants to pass it at the last minute and can't make the pass and then he just and then he misses layups i mean those at times are almost like turnovers uh for the warriors tonight i also thought uh, the offensive rebounding of the mavs the mavs had 10 offensive rebounds in the game on thursday uh, but they were Half of them, basically, four of them, 40% of them, were in garbage time on Thursday night after the Warriors had taken control of the game. Dallas had 15 offensive rebounds uh, in the ballgame tonight. They had 10 more field goal attempts than the Warriors did, and they wound up outscoring the Warriors second chance points 17-8. to So the Warriors did a nice job not getting crushed in terms of second chance points and on the offensive glass on Thursday. Uh, tonight, not the case. In fact, the Warriors actually outscored Dallas 6-4 to in terms of second-chance points on Thursday. Uh, tonight, it was 17-8 Dallas, and it was 17-8 Dallas in a game where Dallas uh, wound up winning uh, by two. So a uh, big difference in the ball game there. Uh, some of the differences, uh, again, just Ubre, much different game for him, although Wiggins uh, played better and shot the basketball better, so he offset some of Ubre's struggles tonight. Uh, but it was just not quite the same night for some of the other Warriors players, even with Stephen Curry going nuts. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. I want to talk a little bit about Draymond Green's game tonight. What do you think of Draymond Green's line in the ball game tonight uh, when you look at it? Two points for Draymond Green. That was another uh, deficiency uh, compared to the ball game where the Warriors had seven and double figures on Thursday. But Draymond just two points tonight, 15 assists. For the first time in his career, he goes for 15 assists for a second consecutive game, making an impact defensively, four blocks, six steals, but he did have seven turnovers uh, in addition to only scoring two points. So kind of an up-and-down Draymond game, but I do feel like Draymond is working his way back into shape, working his way back into condition and and starting to starting to turn the corner maybe a little bit physically from where he was obviously being in the health and safety protocols uh, at, at the beginning of the season. So, uh Draymond Green tonight, 37 minutes, but you just feel like you need 
more than two points from Draymond, and it's so easy when any game the Warriors lose, and, and I know they put up 132, but any game the Warriors lose, you start looking at, well, who was riding with Steph tonight? And they did have a couple of 20-point scores. Bazemore pitched in to be uh, the second 20-point scorer in addition to Steph with Wiggins 22. Tonight, I think uh, I, I think uh, we had the earlier callers say, hey, maybe a little bit more Wiggins on a night like tonight, only 12 shot attempts, maybe a little bit less Oubre, uh, and maybe this winds up being a, a different outcome. But what, what do you think of Draymond Green's game tonight? Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. And what did you think of the officiating uh, in the ball game tonight? I mean, rarely am I a complainer about the officiating. The the lean in calls on the threes just drive me nuts. Where the offensive player completely initiates the contact. I think those are bad for the game. There was a play where Stephen Curry tried to 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 do that late and got called for a travel uh, as he was fouled. Uh, but th- there's just no no place in the game, I feel like, for the offensive player to initiate it like that, almost flail, not really even totally be in the shooting motion, and then still get to shoot three free throws. And that happened on a couple of occasions. I mean, Luka Doncic, he racked up five out of six free throws uh, over two different instances when that happened. And then obviously uh, the big call late uh, in this one, uh, the out-of-bounds call late, uh, in this one, when you look at uh, what happened uh, down the stretch with Porzingis uh, and it, trying to save that ball out of bounds, it winds up uh, not being a reviewable play. And I know Steve Kerr wanted to review it, uh, but it wasn't a reviewable play. And it, it was clearly on replay uh, out of bounds and unfortunately uh, unable to be uh, overturned. Uh, and the Warriors maybe got a little bit of a makeup call uh, on the the Kent Bazemore uh, steal, uh, where the Warriors got the basketball. I thought that was gonna was not gonna get uh, overturned after it was originally called a foul. It was a great challenge, I thought, from Steve Kerr in the moment. Uh, you might as well take a shot uh, in that moment because it would have been your final timeout. Uh, so I, I thought it was a great chance, and I didn't think the Warriors were gonna get that call, but I think it was a makeup call, essentially, uh, given the Warriors uh, the possession there. Curry just with a great two-for-one off of that where he drives, he takes the two, he gets the two with about 28 seconds to go and one. So it's a one-point game, and I thought uh, the Warriors uh, did a nice job playing it out there uh, and trying to defend. Uh, It'll be interesting to see who had what coverage on that? Juan Toscano-Anderson went over to double Luca late, and Luca hit uh, Maxi Kleba uh, in the corner, and he knocked down the three, which which put the game away. The one thing that can't happen in a situation like that, if you're going to decide to play it out and go for the stop, and look, the Warriors had a timeout because they won the challenge, so they kept what would have been their final timeout had they lost the challenge. They they won the challenge, kept their timeout, had 28 seconds, down one. At that point, you're trying to play for a stop. You get the rebound uh, or you force a turnover, you call a timeout, and you try to win the game. And if Dallas scores, uh, then hopefully you give up a two and nothing worse, and you're down by three. Uh, in that moment, you take the timeout, you try to set up a play for the guy that's got 57 uh, and and force overtime. So I didn't have a problem with the way Steve Kerr chose to play it. I probably would have played it the same. But the one thing you can't do in that moment is give up a three. And I think at that point, 
you, you look at where Juan Toscano-Anderson doubled from, and I know Draymond was over there. I'm not sure, was Draymond supposed to come out on uh, to Maxi Kleber and didn't quite get there? Toscano-Anderson comes over. It's an easy pass for Luka as he hits Kleber, and Kleber hits the three. And uh, unfortunately for the Warriors on this night, that was ball game over at 134 to 130. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570, Warriors fall to the Mavs 134 to 132 Let, let's uh we're gonna hear from Steve Kerr here momentarily uh we'll we'll hear the full uh post-game session uh with the head coach of the Warriors Steve Kerr uh following this one we'll also hear a couple of cuts uh between now and 9 30 from the man of the night Stephen Curry uh who goes for 57 uh in the ball game tonight uh and also Andrew Wiggins and, and Kent Bazemore uh, the three Warriors' uh, best players on the floor tonight uh, offensively uh, in this loss uh, for Golden State. So let, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, uh, Steve Kerr, after this one. How would you describe Steph's night, Steve? Sublime. No, it was ridiculous, the shots he was hitting, the degree of difficulty, the ease with which he made them. He's never, he's never played better. We're talking about a two-time MVP, three-time champion. I've never seen him like this. Uh, he just looks so strong to me. Um, he's always obviously been an, an incredible shooter, but he looks stronger to me, just getting by people, um, fending them off on drives to the rim, finishing. And of course, the shot making is uh, almost unfathomable what he's doing out there. Does that make the loss sting more when he has a game like tonight, 57? I mean, like the lo a loss is a loss, but essentially wasted performance. Well, like I, I think, yeah, I mean, a loss stings regardless. I think, you know, a night like that, you just want Steph to be able to celebrate with his teammates. And if you win, obviously, you know, everybody's joyous in the locker room. The flight to San Antonio is amazing. Everybody's on cloud nine, but uh you lose the game and you don't get to celebrate. Um, and uh, that's that's the way it goes. What to you is the reason why you guys couldn't capitalize on that performance? Well, I thought I thought Dallas played a hell of a game. Uh, they came out ready. They jumped, jumped us early. And I, I don't think we lost the game. I think Dallas won the game. Um, our guys fought, competed the entire way. Um, you know, I, I just uh, I love coaching these guys. They're they're really amazing. They're uh, they're competitors and and they they're pulling for each other and and uh, it's so much fun coaching this team. And that game was so much fun. Obviously, we uh, we hated to lose it, but uh, it wasn't because of um, what what we did or did not do. It was just because Dallas uh, made the shots, made the plays, and they they earned it. Did you think about fouling on that, you know, you know, I guess with like 25 seconds left or so, and then did you not like the double that happened that led to the backbreaking three? Uh, we did not think at all about fouling. I think there was a four second differential and, and, uh, and we had a timeout left. Uh, so there was no thought to fouling. Uh, I'm going to have to see the play um, on tape to, uh, to give you an assessment on the defense. Uh, but give Cleaver credit, he hit a big shot. You know, we got the ball out of Luca's hands and uh, Maxie made the shot and you just gotta, so you just gotta hand it to him.
You just kind of mentioned it, but going back to like that Boston game and crunch time, you guys gave up some rebounds, um, turnovers and plays didn't make the plays in this game. They just hit the big shots. So is that kind of the positive you'll build off of? Yeah, I thought we played uh, pretty well down the stretch. You know, we hit, we hit shots. We uh, got a couple of stops when we needed them. Um, you know, we had a great uh, steal from Bays uh, when we had to trap them and got the ball back. Uh, so we did some really good things uh, down the stretch, but uh, Dallas made the plays and they, like I said, they, they earned it. Do you have any thoughts on, uh, on some of the fouls on Doncic? And I'm particularly talking about the, the lean in. Yeah. On, yeah. On um, I, don't, I don't fault the officials for making those calls. I fault the league for basically gifting those calls to all of our players. And we, our guys get them too. You know, to me, it's not a basketball play. You know, if you jump three feet forward, I don't think you deserve a, a foul when all you're doing is looking for the foul. You know, the, the, I think the league has done a great job, you know, helping find uh, a really good place for the offensive players to shine, the, the athleticism to uh, be on display for our fans. Uh, but we've gotten out of control with you know, sort of gifting offensive players uh, the ability to deceive the refs or to... Uh, you know, grab or whatever and, you know, jump three feet, four feet into a guy and draw a foul. Uh, you, we have to give the defensive player, you know, some benefits of the doubt. You know, the officials have to call it. That's the way the league uh, dictates that they call it. So I have no problem with the officials. With the game on Monday, uh, how do you handle tomorrow? Is it, is it basketball? Is it just kind of rest, watch the game and relax? Yeah, it's a day off, day off tomorrow in San Antonio. We're flying out tonight and, uh, and then we've got a back-to-back, -back. so we've got a uh, we'll have a, a shoot around, I think, probably on Monday, and get ready for the Spurs. Uh, Steve, was something said about the ball that Porzingis dribbled out of bounds? Yeah, we uh, you know wanted to challenge it, but you can't challenge a play that uh, is not called. You can only challenge a play that is called where there's a whistle blown. We all saw it. it you know, the ball was dribbled out of bounds. I couldn't tell if it was off who it was off of. I just saw the ball go. Uh, bounce out of bounds but um you know it wasn't wasn't called so that's that's the way it goes yeah and a rough one there uh, clearly the the ball was out of bounds replay showed it any kind of freeze frame showed it and and it's unfortunate uh that that's not something that could be looked at because had it been looked at, uh, that would have been uh, a Warriors possession and they would have had another opportunity uh, at that point to, to go down and, and have a better shot at uh, winning the ball game. So some pretty, some pretty strong comments from Steve Kerr uh, regarding the officiating and, and interestingly enough, not putting it on the officials necessarily because the calls are technically correct, but more putting it on the league for, as he put it, gifting those kinds of calls uh, to the players and giving the offensive players the ability to deceive the officials. Uh, I think that's interesting, uh, the, the way that he phrased that. Uh, maybe a clever attempt there from Steve Kerr to, to not get a fine. Hey, I'm not, I'm not blaming the refs. I'm not blaming the officials. I'm blaming the league, man, for, for putting these rules in. They called them great. It's just the rules that stink. Maybe that'll keep uh, uh, they'll keep Adam Silver uh, and the commissioner's office from uh, 
lightning Steve Kerr's pocketbook uh, over the course uh, of the next couple of days. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it, it's interesting to see Steve Kerr pretty happy with the way the Warriors played overall uh, down the stretch. Uh, I thought you know Steph, they executed the ability to give themselves a chance to win the game. I thought uh, really well, other than. Uh, the, the Maxi Kleber three. I mean, I think at that point, obviously you want to get the ball out of Luca's hands. The timing on the double, the rotation. Uh, I know Steve Kerr said he needs to take a little bit of a, a closer look at it to, to really know uh, more accurately where maybe the mistake was. Uh, but uh, I, I found it. I found it interesting. It just it seemed a little slow. And at that point, look, we've seen Luca make the thirty footer to ice a game. I almost would have rather have had uh, you know, hey, let let Luca try to hit the thirty footer uh, under duress and make sure you get the rebound uh, if he's one on one as opposed to what wound up being a wide open shot. Uh, for for Maxi Kleber in the corner to put uh, Dallas up four. I know typically though that's that that type of thinking is against the grain. It's hindsight twenty twenty. Whatever you want to say, you know you want to get the ball out of the hands of of, of the great player uh, in that particular situation and make the lesser player make the shot. So I think the Warriors would probably live with that. But it just seemed like it was a little bit slow. Uh, the the double and or the rotation. Uh, from Juan Toscano Anderson and then and then Draymond Green on the back to try and get uh, to Maxi Kleber uh, in a situation there where the one thing you can't do the one thing you can't do in that situation uh, is give up a three Warriors wrap up with John Dickinson tonight uh, on 95.7 the game Warriors fall to the Mavs 134 to 132 we'll keep it moving here for just a, a few more minutes before we call it a night here uh, on 95.7, the game will hear stuff from Steph Curry uh, before we get out of here tonight. Uh, fouling with 28 seconds left. Obviously, Steve Kerr uh, addressed that. Uh, I thought maybe he gave a little bit too much credit to Dallas, uh, really, other than than jumping them early. I, I think you know the Warriors kind of knew it was going to be different early, that Dallas was going to get on them. The Warriors were able to withstand it, but, man, if they don't get down 18-2, to two, I feel like they could have been set up almost like they were Thursday to take control of the game, take a little bit of a lead with breathing room, maybe even going to the fourth quarter. Uh, and, and there were a couple of possessions there toward the end of the third where Steph was going nuts, and I felt like the, the the Warriors were caught between just running their offense and letting Steph cook and trying to get the ball to Steph, almost force-feeding it a little bit. And then Dallas was really hell-bent on trying to take the ball out of his hands. So I thought the ball was finding some other players uh, in some awkward positions. And the Warriors had a couple of possessions there where they couldn't score toward the end of the third quarter. And it, it, it sort of let Dallas escape. Uh, when the Warriors had all the momentum and then Dallas was able to to bump the lead back up uh, into double digits there in the fourth quarter early. Andrew Wiggins helped bring the Warriors back uh, over the course of uh, the middle of the fourth quarter. Uh, but you add it all up, the Warriors did have a shot uh, in the final minute or so and just couldn't make enough plays uh, to get the job done. All right, uh, let's hear a couple of cuts here before we call it a night. Uh, we'll, we'll start with... Uh, Kent Bazemore, actually, who who did pitch in nicely for the Warriors, 20 points in 23 minutes. Uh, here's Bays talking about uh, the amazing performance from Steph. Best player in basketball right now, and uh, it's unreal. I mean, Brad Wanamaker and I were on the bench just cracking up at just how, first of all, fortunate we are to see that, and then, too, how it's just, like, so effortless. You know, I worked out with him before the game, so – I see him out there fooling around, but, you know, when you're in the heat of it and 
you know, the guys has you know no conscience just pour from 40 feet it's this amazing it's amazing we got to be there yeah it, it, it's amazing and i mean Kent Bazemore basically echoing what, what Steve Kerr had to say. Steve Kerr saying sublime, ridiculous, never seen him like this. I thought that was another interesting point. Uh, and the, the one thing, the one aspect of his game that, that has been noticeable this year that I think has had to be noticeable is when Steph's put his head down and taken opportunities when, when teams try to run out at him, he's getting to the basket and he's getting to the free throw line. I think that's when we start talking about Steph being a little bit more aggressive, certainly not tonight, but but generally speaking, I think that's an area where, where you know, getting to the basket, finishing around the basket. I mean, to Steve Kerr's point about him being strong and, and again, getting to the free throw line, eight free throws in the ballgame tonight. I think that's an area that continues to, to be – uh, a strength that that he really needs and the Warriors need even more uh, in this season where Steph maybe has uh, less help than he's had uh, in previous years. Uh, let, let's go ahead and hear from Steph uh, here uh, before we call it an evening uh, on the rhythm that he was able to get into. I feel strong, feel and like I got a good rhythm and obviously coming off of last year, just enjoying being back out there and being healthy. So definitely feel in control of my game, you know, learning with my team as we continue to try to get better and build some momentum this season. It's uh, it's kind of a weird year, just, you know, playing well and, uh, you know, we're getting better as a team. Just we got to get those wins stacked up and uh, then we can all feel a little bit better about, about ourselves. Yeah, and the Warriors had a, a nice opportunity tonight and, and a missed opportunity, I think, on a night where, where Steph is able to do what he does. And and the one thing you just want to see from this team, above all else, is is to just separate themselves a little bit more from 500, give themselves a cushion. It's so stacked up right now in, in the Western Conference when you look at it. The Warriors lost tonight. They fall to 12-11. and 11. The Warriors are currently 8th in the West at 12-11. and 11. There are two teams at 12-10. and 10. The Nuggets and Blazers now are 12 and 10. They are a half game up on the Warriors for sixth and in sixth and in seventh. The Suns are 12 and nine. The Suns are in fourth. So the Warriors are a game out of fourth uh, and the Suns are 12 and nine. They are uh, a game out of fifth. Uh, they've San Antonio is 13 and 10. The Warriors are going to get a couple of shots at San Antonio. Obviously the next two games in San Antonio, we saw how well the Warriors played against the Spurs. The, the first matchup back at Chase Center a couple of weeks ago. So the Warriors right now, when you look at it, uh, are a game out of fourth. They're a game out of fourth with three teams in between them and the Suns and the Warriors sitting in eighth. But you take it the other way, the Rockets and Kings now are 11 and 11 at, at ninth and 10th. Uh, the Grizzlies at 9 and 9 are 11th. And now you've got the Pelicans and Thunder at 12th and 13th. Pelicans and Thunder are both 10 and 12. So the Pelicans and Thunder right now are a game and a half off of where the Warriors are in eighth, and that's 12 and 13 uh, in the Western Conference. So it is all jumbled up. Even tonight, uh, the loser, Dallas, uh, you look at where they are at, and they're only four games out of fourth. And they're 13th, in the, or 14th, rather, in the Western Conference, and they're only four games out of fourth. So think about that. Uh, on a night where the Warriors dip to 12 and 11. Uh, if they can get on a little bit of a roll, heck, even win three or four straight, which the Warriors haven't been able to do, they might be firmly 
in fourth place in the Western Conference. All right, a little bit more from Steph Curry here uh, on how it feels to be shooting the ball so well. It feels great, um, especially when, you know, depending on how the defense is guarding you, there are some tough looks, but for the most part, you know, I was able to see where the help was coming from and where the screens are coming from and, you know, get to my spot. So that always is a good feeling when you feel like, you know, you're in rhythm and you just need a clean look and things are going to fall. But you're also able to just stay aggressive and not get taken out of that rhythm. So it was, it was that type of night. And uh, obviously, want to get the win. It's kind of mixed feelings right now. Yeah, no, no question. Mixed feelings there. But Curry, he's just he's in a rhythm. And I think, you know, to go back to the first cut we played, he is starting to figure out where he can get the shots and when he can get the shots in, in terms of playing with his his teammates. He referenced it in those both of those first two pieces of audio that we played. Uh, you know, he referenced still losing the game. You know, great rhythm, great night, feeling it. Still lost the game. Let's uh, let's hear. Let's put the rat on the table and hear what Steph had to say specifically about going off for fifty-seven, but still taking the L. Had a lot of good moments out there, and there's a lot of good energy. And we uh, we played really hard. They just made a couple more plays down the stretch, and you know that Cleaver three in the corner that doesn't go in. You know, we come down. Maybe we we steal a game at you know our last possession, but it. Uh, it's one of those you kind of just doing whatever it takes to, to to try to get over the hump and, you know, just a fun atmosphere competing at that level. But it is, you know, frustrating when you have a night like that and it doesn't, doesn't lead to a win. And I'd be lying if I said I was happy right now. It's kind of, it was kind of weird, you know, to walk off the court knowing you know, we didn't get the dub. Yeah, and it just echoes what Steve Kerr had to say. You, you want to see the Warriors get a win, obviously, because they need the win, but also it, it just makes the celebration of the greatness that was on full display tonight uh, in Dallas. Uh, it, it obviously uh, ruins that opportunity, uh, and the Warriors will have to, to try and get back on track now in San Antonio uh, on Monday. Off day for the Warriors tomorrow, as Steve Kerr mentioned, uh, and the one thing he didn't mention uh, was the Super Bowl, uh, obviously, uh, and uh, don't be having any Super Bowl parties. Uh, the NBA today informing teams uh, that coaches and staff not permitted to gather outside of their home for Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, individuals are able to watch uh, with their own household on the road. Uh, you can host up to four family and close friends in the hotel if those family or close friends had been in the testing protocol to test negative. Uh, I, I, we'll see. I mean, I wonder if the Warriors could, could have some kind of a socially distanced uh, get-together to, to watch the Super Bowl because obviously that's going to be uh, what's on everybody's mind uh, throughout tomorrow as this team gears up to try and play San Antonio on Monday. So the Warriors lose tonight 134-132, to now 4-6 and six on the road, 1-1 one and one on this current trip. Tonight, the first time the Warriors lose when they scored 110 points, now 10-1 and one in those games. Warriors also lost for the first time this year when they hit over 50% uh, from the field. Uh, Warriors uh, knocked down 23-pointers for the fourth time uh, this season. They did it uh, in back-to-back games as they hit uh, 22 in the ball game on Thursday to go with 20 uh, in the ball game tonight. And Draymond Green, 15 assists, the fourth double-digit assist game uh, of the season. 
and it was the first time in his career that he had 15 assists uh, in consecutive games, and he was also uh, the great Raymond Ritter passing this note along here uh, to close the night. Raymond Green, the first starting center to ever record at least 15 assists in back-to-back games in NBA history. So a historic night for Draymond Green, uh, getting other people involved. Uh, 15 assists for the second consecutive game. And Draymond, the first player to post 15 assists, six steals, and four blocks in a game since Jamal Tinsley. Remember him, the point guard? Jamal Tinsley did it uh, November of 2001 a season high for Kent Bazemore tonight Andrew Wiggins a nice night for him uh, as he scored 22 points on 9 of 12 shooting all right that's going to do it for us tonight uh want to thank Sterling Bennett want to thank uh our guys Arden and Sam uh in the studios in downtown San Francisco I'm John Dickinson uh enjoy Super Sunday. Uh, keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game uh, throughout the morning and on into the afternoon. We'll have you covered as far as uh, getting you ready uh, for kickoff. Uh, we'll be live and local leading up to that uh, tomorrow. And then I'll be back with Ryan Covey 4 o'clock on Monday with Warriors Live as the Warriors continue their road trip in San Antonio where they take on the Spurs. That'll do it for me. Uh, Mavs beat the Warriors 134-132. to And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.